what does it mean when we bless a child? You know, we've, we have that phrase, bless, but if I asked you what does it actually mean, uh, I don't know whether you have the same thing, but I often have, I know a word, I know it in a sentence, but when somebody says what does that word mean, I kind of think, mm, I'm not quite sure. And when somebody sneezes, we say bless you. You know, and then this morning we prayed a blessing upon Chester. What are we talking about when we talk about blessing? Now, my focus is going to be specific to God's blessing because God does want to bless. And when we're talking about blessing, we're meaning spiritual and material benefit from God. Let me repeat that. Spiritual and material benefits. I'm going to qualify that a bit. The main idea is this, that the word blessing literally means to have somebody's favor, to have God's favor on you. And that's a really good thing. Yeah. Imagine if the wealthiest person in your community had favor on you. You'd be quite happy, wouldn't you? If the queen had favor and said, hey, Liz, why don't you come around mine for some tea and biscuits? Yeah, if God had favor, if someone has favor on you. And, and let me tell you, to have the favor of God on your life is probably the greatest thing you can ever experience. Now, I'm going to be really clear here. Favor has nothing to do with material wealth. It might have some of that, but favor is far more than that. Now, how does a blessing work? So we prayed for Chester. Does that mean he is now blessed, irrespective? Well, the Bible says you can't invoke a blessing through a ritual or an incantation. Those things have some value, but blessings don't work like that. Remember, we're talking about God's blessing. We're asking for God's favor to rest on our life. Why are we asking it about God? Well, he created us. I am still, after 50 odd years on this planet, a passionate believer that we are created. I don't believe in evolution, I'm really sorry. I have looked at the evidence. It's fairly coarse in my opinion. I believe we are created beings. And, and I, I could stand here for two hours and tell you why I believe we are created beings. But the main one is this, is that it gives us value. If I come out of some primordial soup and transform over millions of years into something, I do not necessarily have any value. I'm just an animal. My, my son was taught in school that we are just all part of the animal kingdom. He says, no, we're not. I said to him, how many dogs are driving a bus? How many cats are paying taxes? We are not animals. God created us because he loves us, because he cares for us, because we have value. And I want to say to you, if you've never ever thought about God, the first thing that God wants you to know is that you have value in his eyes. That's why he made you. And you have so much value that you are completely unique. Just look at the person next to you for a moment. Yeah, you don't have to laugh too hard. <laughs> now what you'll notice is, although they are similar, they're not exactly the same to you. We're unique. 
In this room, we've got about 80, 90 completely unique people, and God enjoys that uniqueness. Wouldn't it be terrible if we were all exactly the same? And so God is our creator. And the second reason is that, you know, God wants to bless us. God wants his favor on us. One of the pictures that I really dislike that's come over the years about God is people think he's like the resident policeman. You know, the kids are playing in the street and the policeman comes around the corner and they're all kind of, whoop, just in case he says, don't do this, don't do that. That's not what God is like. God wants to bless you. God wants you to have a good and full and rich and joyful life. He wants you to have all of that. And you'll probably realize that just saying a few phrases or performing a ritual doesn't bring us into that. Why doesn't it come into that? Because it's about honoring God. A lot of it is to do with God wants to bring blessing into us and it comes on whether we're going to honour him and do what he has asked us to do. We can't live in ways that dishonour God and then expect him to bless us. That seems to be really silly. You know, it's one of those things where people come to a country from another country and then they don't want to submit to the rules in that country. You can't think, well, you can't do that. If you want to go somewhere, you've got to submit to that. When I lived in India, I submitted to Indian rule. I lived in a way that I wouldn't live here because that was the requirement for being there. I've got family who are German. When I go to Germany, it's all different as well. You can't tell jokes in Germany. I shouldn't say this. This is being recorded. <laughs> the point being is that this planet was created by God it belongs to God and his blessing to those who live on it are released when they live in a way that he says is the best for us to live. I'm, I'm, I'm always torn between this idea that as we get older, we, we kind of say, you'll have heard this through your life, you say, oh, it wasn't that bad in my day. And, and people try to evaluate, and is that really true? Isn't it true? But, but we would all probably say that the way the world is today is worse than it was a good 10 years ago. I mean, in Europe, there wasn't a war going on. That, that's a start, isn't it, really? There wasn't a disease that wiped out a whole load of people and left people living in fear and, and so on and so on and so on. And so there is this idea that if we ignore how God wants us to live, if we turn our back on God, it withdraws his blessing and it opens the door to a whole load of other things. And as much as I believe in the existence of God, I also believe that the devil is real. I mean, you've just got to see what some people do. I mean, come on, for Putin to start a war with a nation, that is not logical common sense. There is something else at go. Uh, I, I uh, have an RSS feed on my phone to the Birmingham Live newspaper. I don't know if you ever do that, but they have, every month, they have a kind of name it and shame it list of people 
um, who have been jailed. And when you read what goes on, it's horrific. How people can treat somebody the way they've treated them. You know, where they've, they've, they've ripped off somebody who's 90 years old and beaten them up and all kinds of things. How could someone do that? I tell you how people can do bad things because the devil is around. That doesn't mean it absolves their responsibility. But it means that he brings influence. Because you would have thought, wouldn't you? We are now in 2022. We've got the internet. We've got more information than we've ever had in the whole world. But fundamentally, our behavior has not got any better. In fact, in some ways, you would argue that the street parties of 30, 40 years ago, I remember those, they've gone. The community of looking after your neighbors and your street, all of those things are disappearing at a rapid rate of knots if they haven't already gone. And so we have a responsibility to God because he created us, because he created the world, because he owns it, that we honor him. There's a book in the Bible called Ecclesiastes, and it says this. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or whether it is evil. Now, by fearing God doesn't mean that God wants us to live scared lives. There is another definition of fear that talks about reverence. God wants us to treat him with respect. As a lesser example, but it kind of illustrates the point a bit, it's about electricity. I do not live in fear of electricity, but I respect it. Because the day you don't, you know, there are a whole load of TikTok videos going around teaching kids to put plugs half in and throw a coin across. Crazy stuff. They learn very quickly you respect electricity. And God wants us to respect him, not because he needs that. You see, God doesn't want to cripple your fun. One of the biggest things I hear as a church minister when I go about is, oh yeah, but if I become a Christian, I can't have any fun anymore. Well, of course you can. What God doesn't want you to do are things that might feel like fun, but in the end leads to pain and difficulty. There are so many people living on a planet who, after one moment of stupidity, are paying for it for the rest of their days. I remember reading a story a good number of years ago of a soldier who was dared by his colleagues to eat a slug. And so, yeah, he ate the slug, but slugs have an enzyme in them, and he was paralyzed from the neck down, and that's how he is. One moment, one moment of foolishness, and he's still paying for that. Now, some of these things aren't foolishness. We tell our children, don't play on the railway line. Don't play in the middle of the road. When you cross the road, look left and right and keep looking. Walk slowly, all that stuff. You know, we teach those things. Why? Because we know there are things that will harm us. And God knows that there are things that we can do on this earth that are not good for us, 
that will create harm. Now, how do I measure that? So there's a question for me. How do I measure that how we live as people in our society, as things that the law allows us to do, that there are things we do that are negative? I measure it by this, that our mental health is going really bad. If what we did was good for us, it would not produce all of the pain. It would not produce all of the mental health issues and other things that are ongoing. But these things are a demonstration that we are doing things that are not good for us. You see, God doesn't want to be a killjoy. But because he created you, he knows what is harmful for you. My son, before he kind of really knew, took, we were given a set of plates by somebody, quite old plates, and they had these, this kind of gold stuff on it. You know, these plates have got a bit of gold edging and stuff on. And he wanted to heat something up in the microwave. You know where this is going? And we hear my son going, hey, there's fireworks in the microwave. So my wife runs in, switches it off, opens up a smoking microwave and all the stuff had been sparking. Now, I didn't think you could damage a microwave or yourself, but actually there are instructions. Don't put metal in a microwave. Now, the irony is, if I asked you the last time you bought something, when the instruction manual fell out of the box, what did you do with it? That goes in the bin. Oh, I'm good. I'm recycling. But the reason it is there is because it tells you what you can and cannot do with what you've just purchased. Why? Because the creator of it knows what is good and what isn't good. And in the same way, God knows what's good for you and what isn't good for you. If we went through every single Uh, every single one of the Ten Commandments, and we looked at what the consequences are of breaking them, we would probably all agree that they're not good consequences. And I'm not on about consequences in terms of God's judgment. I'm on about consequences in terms of the effect it has upon us. When I was younger, I watched fairly violent movies I used to, I mean, this will, this will date me. Uh, I used to love the old westerns. Clint Eastwood, if any of you remembers him. I used to watch these movies, and what I never realized, but over time, I was becoming more aggressive and more violent. And we notice in society there are reports that are being published that demonstrate that what children are playing on the PlayStation or their Nintendo or wherever, what, what, the stuff that they're playing is be- beginning to have an impact upon their language, upon how they relate to other kids. You know, my son watches Kung Fu Panda and for 10 minutes afterwards he's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we laugh and it's all, that, but you know, It's taken on board. And and here's the challenge. The challenge for us is that if we go by the easy flow, I mean, you guys will know this, the quickest and easiest babysitter is a television. I mean, it is, isn't it? You just turn it on and, hey, silence. But it's not necessarily the best. 
And we've got to ask ourselves the question that if we want God's blessing in our lives, and he says there are certain things that are not good for us, I can pray until I'm blue in the face and say, Lord, take away these angry thoughts and take away this aggression. And God says, you've got to stop watching that stuff, Simon. And so we have to make those decisions. I find it quite interesting that sometimes we don't make them until it's too late. I've spoken to a number of guys I know who've had triple heart bypasses and their diet is really good now. It wasn't before, but after it is, because the doctor said, if you don't watch your diet, you will die. Oh, okay, let's change how I'm eating. And so we begin to find that the bottom line of God's favor is that we need to live in a way that he has designed us to live. Then we will have a different community. We will have a different lifestyle. Now, the starting point to that is a recognition that the way we live probably isn't the way he wants us to live. You know, I read my Bible every day because in it, I find that God teaches me how to live that benefits me. And so the stuff that I do wrong, I ask Jesus Christ to forgive me. And I recognize that his death removes that. And that's an, kind of another big issue because people talk about how can Jesus' death remove all the wrongdoing I'm doing. And I'm going to give you a really quick, simple version. If somebody does something wrong and they go to court, can the judge say, I'm not going to punish you? No, he can't. Because if he says that, he's no longer just. It might be his own son who comes, but because of his position as a judge, and he has to be seen to be righteous doing the right thing, it means that if somebody comes having done something wrong, that requires a punishment. Step number one. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, which means each one of us is liable to judgment because we've done things that are not right. <coughs> Where it falls down in our thinking is we think that if I do more good works than bad works, I'm okay. So let's work this out. So if I murder seven people but save the lives of ten people, I'm good. Well, I've saved ten people's lives, so murdering seven can't be bad. It doesn't work like that. Whatever we do that God says is wrong requires, because he is just, it requires some form of punishment but because he loves us he said you know what if you put your faith in me I am willing to take that punishment for you so in that way somebody goes to court the judge says you're guilty two thousand dollar fine or two thousand pound fine you haven't got the money somebody comes in and says I'll pay that for you now you've got a way scot-free because somebody else has paid the price for you. That's the whole process in what Jesus did. Jesus didn't do anything himself that was wrong that deserved death, but he said he freely allows himself to be killed so that his death 
can be the punishment that we deserve. And what, you know, Christians are not. I really want to dispel this thing. Because Christians go to church every Sunday, we are no better than anybody else. Let me say that straight off. We still have sinful thoughts. We do sinful things. I'm hoping over time that we live a better kind of life. But the thing that sets us apart is that we put our trust in Jesus and we try to live according to the way our Creator wants us to live. That's the whole focus of our lives. Once a month, we celebrate what Jesus has done. It's called the breaking of bread or communion. And we say, Jesus, I want to thank you that you took that place. Imagine, imagine that, that you, you, I'm going to be really cautious here because I'll probably end up in, in trouble. Imagine that during the lockdown time, you went to a party. Now, we know nobody's ever done that. But just imagine you went to a party and you got landed with a £100,000 fine. It was a particularly big party and blah de blah You can't pay it. How grateful would you be to somebody who came and says, I'll pay this for you? And he said, well, what do I owe? He said, nothing. I'll do it because I want to do it because I love you. Man, you think, man, that's amazing. And that's why as Christians we love Jesus because what he did was amazing. And the particular death he went through was the most horrible death known in the history of mankind. It is still classed as the worst torturous death you could ever face. And so as Christians, we recognize the starting point is asking him to forgive our sins and living by faith, trusting Jesus and following what he asks us to do. So if we do that, how can we expect God to bless us? What blessing are we looking at? When I was in India, people used to come up because they kind of did this in Hinduism, but they kind of transferred a bit into Christianity. They used to come up and say, I want you to pray that my son passes all of his exams. So, well, I can't really pray that. Because if he hasn't done any study or any revision or any work, then God isn't automatically going to kind of inject into his brain all the answers. It's what I can pray, because the Bible does say that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance what we've learned. I can pray that he knows the material he's learned at the right time. And so we kind of prayed that. But people wanted... This kind of, I don't have to do anything, I just want to pass my exam. Or people would say, yeah, I want to get that job, or I want to be wealthy, or I want to be famous. Those things are not the blessing that I'm talking about, and I'll tell you why in a moment. The blessings that God speaks of is blessings of health, blessings of having enough. I love in Proverbs, there is this king who wrote a whole load of Proverbs, and one of the Proverbs that he wrote was this. He says, God, don't make me poor, otherwise I will steal and dishonor you. And don't make me rich, otherwise in my comfort I will forget you. Give me just enough. And you know what? I think that's a really good blessing. The blessing of God is that we have every day enough for the needs of the day. That's as much as we need. God promises to protect us from violence. He promises to protect us from disease, although there's some caveat that comes with that. From poverty, from Satan. Satan is a real enemy who will seek to destroy you. 
God wants to bless you with a fulfilled life. That's really important to have a life that has meaning and is fulfilled. God wants to give you joy and peace. Let me tell you something. As you get older, you notice that people have less joy and peace. My mum ran a residential home for 12 years and I could see what people sowed in their younger years bore fruit 30 or 40 years later. And the amount of people that walk around without any sense of peace in their heart or any real joy is staggering. And yet God says, that's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you that they are valuable commodities. God also gives you an ability that you don't live in fear. The number of people that I talk to and see who are still fearful about going out the front door. My mum was saying, she lives in Germany, she says, people have got masks on everywhere. They'll go for a picnic in the park and they're all wearing masks. And, and I'm not decrying that, but you don't want to live in a constant state of fear. It's a debilitating thing. Now, some will say, I don't want those kind of blessings. I want money. I want wealth. I want power. Let me really ask you, if you read the newspapers, is money, wealth, and power really a blessing? I've read the stories of people who won the lottery, and and five years later, it's complete disarray. They said, actually, this money's become a curse to us. You read the newspapers of of famous people who commit suicide because of the, the stress of being famous. And then you look at those who are powerful. Man, I just wouldn't want it. You look at the likes of um, Putin, and and I don't want to rank him alongside, but some of you might, Boris, you know, and the other leaders. Do you really think it's a blessing? I think those things are heavy responsibilities. If God gives you wealth, let me tell you, that is a heavy responsibility. Because you've got to make sure you're not just using it for yourself, but you're using it to bless and impact your community and those in need. If you've got power, you have a responsibility for those who are poor and needy, for those who are in injustice, to be a voice for them. And let me tell you, you become a voice for them, you become a target for everybody that wants to exploit them. So as I conclude this morning, God's blessing isn't so much material, But God's blessing is about giving you the right kind of life. He wants you to have a good life. He wants you to have the right kind of life. You know, a life that blesses other people. Isn't it great to meet people who are generous? People who want to help you. People who want to talk to you. I tell you, I love that. God wants you to have a life that is filled with good friends and good relationships. A life that's filled with joy and peace and where you become a blessing to those around you. A life that has meaning and purpose. I read a quote a while ago and it said this, On their deathbed, nobody says, I wish I'd spent more time in the office. Nobody. Because life isn't about being in the office. When you get to the end of your days, how much money in the bank is totally irrelevant because you're going to leave it all behind. Your fame 
has no meaning when tomorrow you die. And when you evaluate it from the end, you kind of think, I want the kind of life where when I get to the end, I can say, you know what? I am content with the life that I have lived. I'm content to be content. And you know, there's so little contentment. We always want more or something else or a bigger house or a faster car or whatever else it is. We are never content. Let me tell you, the Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. And so what God offers you today is this. That if you honor him, that if you live a life that is following his rules for how we should live, you will have a life that is blessed by God. You'll have a life that has meaning and purpose and joy and peace, a life that will be a blessing to others. And when you go and die and when you pass on from here, then God will say, you come and be with me for all eternity. We're not just talking about blessing when we die. We're talking about it when you live on this planet. You will be the person who makes a difference. And to me, that is a tremendous thing. We can live that kind of life now. But I tell you, we can't do it without the help of God. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that you are good and what you do is good. And I want to thank you that you offer us uh, a life of blessing. And Father, I, I want to thank you that you are concerned about us, that you love us. And I pray this morning as we've, we've heard what you offer to us, I want to pray that you would touch our hearts within it. And with our eyes closed, I just want to throw out an appeal. If you want to respond to God this morning, if you want to say, God, you know what? I want that kind of a life. I want you to be real in my life. I want to pray for you this morning. So all I'm going to ask you to do is just to pop up your hand quickly, and then I'm going to pray for you. If that's you, you pop up your hand now. I'll pray for you, and then we will move on. Thank you. Yeah, I'll pray for you. Father, I want to pray for those who've raised their hands. I want to pray for those who in their hearts are saying, if this is what God is really like, that he wants to bless me, I pray that you would minister into that heart. I pray that you would make yourself known into that life. And Father, I pray that you would help us. Help us as we follow you, that we would have that strength and help us to be a blessing to those around us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.